Hello, motherfunkers. Hello, you muddy funsters. Been in Cape Town for seven days now. Seven days, seven nights. Tell them what you're doing there. Well, I'll tell you just for, very quickly. I'm shooting a commercial and i tell you what I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the rand, the South African rand. I'm enjoying the food and I'm enjoying the folk. I think it's a fantastic country. People are absolutely lovely and it's glorious. Cold in the morning and scorching in the day. I'm not enjoying being away from my children. And I found it very difficult the first three days because I didn't have, I wasn't working. I didn't have any distractions and I wasn't allowed out alone. And I'm also not enjoying load shedding. Now, do you know what load shedding is, Shirley? I do not know what load shedding is. Apparently in Cape Town, they've been suffering from this for the last 15 years. And it's basically when the electricity just goes between one and two hours a day, but sometimes it it can be four to six hours a day and it just goes so these 5 a.m. pickups, which I've been having in my hotel, I found, you know, they're 5 a.m. pickups. That's fine. But the other um, cast member, well, I've got two others, the other girl, she's been coming from her house. She lives in Cape Town. And she just says that she goes to bed while load shedding is happening and wakes up while load shedding is happening. So she's basically getting dressed and washed in the dark. And this happens, she says, five to seven days a week in her area, in her grid that's a, Could you that's imagine? A, no, no, no. We we have got it so lucky here. Just when you switch the news on and it's just earthquakes, storms, and now lo- load shedding, we really have to be. We don't stop complaining about the weather, but we really do have to be very grateful. I know, I know. But they also have a lot to be grateful for. I mean, the sceneries, the terrains. You can see why they do so much filming here. It really is a stunning country. There's such something for everybody. Colorful, such a colorful history. No, it is. I know, but it is colourful history, but it's also, it's a really amazing, you know, it's amazing to be, I'm, I am really grateful to, be, to have had the opportunity to work here, but it hasn't been easy. I tell you, it hasn't been easy being so far away from the children. Just, you know, I've only done a night away and I've suddenly launched into eight to play a giant the other side of the world. I did not find it very easy the first couple of days. I'll tell you that, ladies and gents, and those who identify as other, I did not. And how are the kids doing? Do you face well, fine. I, I do. I face I face minged them yesterday and it's fine. You know, my eldest is picking his nose, watching Peppa Pig, not even looking at the screen. And the youngest one is just screaming um, in his high chair. And actually, that's probably much the best way. You know, I'm just thinking, right, fine. Yeah, you're ignoring your mummy and the other one's too young. He does. He looks at me like he doesn't recognize me, the little one. That's fine. You know, I think my husband's having a difficult time. But as I said, I left them with a very tight production schedule of who's doing what. And it's run smoothly, touch wood, so far. Are you giving up anything for Lent? Um, I know you've been, out get, the, you've been out of the religious I, circle, haven't you, for, for a couple of weekends. So you might. Oh, you say that, Shirley, but my, my WhatsApp groups, you know, I'm, I'm actually on three church WhatsApp groups and I'm also, I keep up with their Insta um, profile. Uh, it's been going crazy. It's been absolutely going crazy with Show Tuesday. What am I giving up for Lent? Well, what I have given up this week is alcohol, believe it or not. I haven't been drinking at all. Shut the front door. I know. I do believe that though, because you're you're actually you're good when it comes to work. You don't tend to, um, and you haven't got you haven't got your mates to drink with as well. You don't, you know. Whether I can see that through to Easter, I don't know. But I was thinking that I might, I might curb the sugar because I also haven't been eating anything sugary out here at all, well, and it really, really has done me massive favors. 
So listen, I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver because that's not what I do. But I will say that I will think, I think those, those sugary snacks in the afternoon, those hunks of cake, I think I'm going to stop baking until Easter in the hope of me not actually reaching for, um, you know, a creme anglaise in the afternoon. What are you giving up, Shirley? Well, I well I wanted to give up sugar, but the willing partner, you know, rightfully pointed out that we've got a few um, trips coming up. She says, "What is the likelihood that you're gonna, you know, say no to that five five o'clock um, tea time cake, you know, coffee and cake? I forget what it's called, the Danish expression." So I've given up chocolate for forty days. I was getting a bit sort of addicted. I don't think that's the... massive. No, Do you think? Because I don't no, think so you're what... a massive chocolate fan, I to know, be honest. But the, I am, but the only reason I haven't been eating it as much is because of my head issues. It's the one thing they say. Yeah, so you're not immediately. really no, so you're no, not no. no, wait up, though. So recently, I've been getting really into chocolate, the cheap and the, the expenny. So a way to sort of get in, it doesn't matter that it's Lent, because I think after Lent, I'm going to really try and stop the sugar, because I think the sugar is terribly, terribly bad for for us in so many ways. So, but I thought I'll start small. And already today, I wanted to reach for the chocolate, and I said no. And uh, so I'll reach for the gun instead. I'll reach for the gun instead. And I've been quite good with the sugar as well. I've just haven't, you know, just haven't been doing it. But I'm really aware that sugar is the thing for me next that has to go. I did it for a year, nearly a year, no sugar. It's amazing the difference, but it's hard, isn't it? Because we like a sweet treat when we dip we in the afternoon. We love a sweet treat in the afternoons, exactly. Now, believe it or not, Shirley, I, although I haven't really been out, I was taken out by my um, my co-star. He does stand up. His name is Max Norman. He does stand up. And he decided to get a spot on a stand up night the night before we started filming. So he took me to a very juicy stand up venue in a very dicey part of Cape Town. It was actually quite scary because we got to the venue and I just, just said, is there any Wi-Fi here? And I said, no, no Wi-Fi at all. And I said, okay, yeah, it's fine. Is there any Wi-Fi in the streets outside? Because I thought, how the hell are we going to get home in an Uber if we don't have any Wi-Fi? And he said, no, I'm really afraid not. And I was like, what do you mean? What's the name of this area, please? It's OBS. It's what? Sorry, OBS. So you're going to have to repeat OBS as in observatory. And I was like, right, okay. How am I going to get home? Anyway, before I sat down to endure a night of comedy, I was already incredibly tense because it was, it's a very sort of, it's a young person's night, full of students, every people from around the world, lots of Americans, lots of Canadians, lots of Australians, and the most South African. I mean, Shirley, I cannot tell you the compare. He bombed and bombed and bombed again. And he we've bombed known and bombed again. But he just refused to get off the stage. He refused. And I mean, there were a few funny one-liners, but I just thought, oh my gosh. I mean, and because he refused to get off the stage, I was just panicking, thinking we haven't even got to our first act. I'm so nervous. I want to go home. Now, there were a few very good acts. One guy, they're all very young as well. One guy, he was from Zimbabwe and he just said, hi, everyone, I'm from Zim. Anyone know Zim? And it was very much about that. Who's from where? Different people's traits. Everyone taking the piss out of each other. The blacks taking the piss out of the whites. The whites taking the piss out of the blacks. Which well, obviously, as a nation, we're not that comfortable with. But it was funny. Stood up and he said, I was raised by a strong black television. And from the age of 
two to the age of 16, it was me and the television. And it was a very funny set. I think I enjoyed him and one other person, obviously my co-star, who I thought was very good and was received very well because he was very British and gentle and, you know, his, his jokes were fun. But what a night, Shirley. And I just thought all the way through it, I thought if you were there with me, we'd just be squealing. We'd be piercing our nails into each other's thighs because it was just like, oh my gosh, you just can't believe. There were so many emotions that went through my head of like, oh my gosh, this is really cringe to please get off the stage to panic everything anyway what a night and I'm glad I went I'm glad I went but I was also so happy when that because we couldn't we had to borrow um we had to borrow someone's dongle and take connection from their dongle so we could get a uber home I was like I'm too old for this shit get me gone anyway we got home not too late but I just thought my goodness you know wow the armchair theater in OBS is very different to um Crazy Cox in Piccadilly Circus, let me tell you. Isn't this a, a sort of very different existence you're living without the kids going down <gasps> to the dicey parts of town watching comedy gigs with your much younger husband, your much younger on-screen husband and, you know, listening to racist uh, comedy. I love it. I love it. I know. But apart from the dicey night out, which was actually fun, I've seen some amazing parts of Cape Town. I've been to, I went to, where did I go this morning? Stellenbosch. I went to this morning. I I've been to the the furthest um, south in I think it's called Cape Point. Yesterday by lighthouse, all by dawn. So I've been to the stunning wine regions. Really lovely parts of you know. Obviously, we've been filming people's houses. I've seen some lovely farmhouses. The the people whose house we were filming in yesterday went. Okay, you're going to be six hours. That's fine. And off they fled, and off off they galloped on their own horses. They've got their own horses in their backyard and they just went. And I thought, what a life it could be. So I've seen some stunning parts of, you know, of Cape Town. I really have. It is a very, very beautiful very beautiful but yes. I haven't drunk any booze and I haven't had and then that I, been I think people people find that shocking that you go to that region and you don't t- taste their their sweet nectar. The crew the crew cannot believe. The of crew course. cannot believe. But and I have to say, on the subject of the crew, they are so good. I mean, so efficient, so friendly, so, so kind. Yeah, some of them are buff. Some of those women are very buff. But you know, it's post. a massive industry, isn't it? All the commercial oh. shoes out there. Oh it's, it's used as a location for film, TV because it's yeah. that much cheaper. Have you had any biltong? No, chewed on any biltong? I've also no. I've also been curbing the meat, Shirley. I mean, I've had a bit, but I've been curbing it on now. Seafood? I'm certainly not reaching. Yes, I've had a bit of seafood. I've had some prawns. Not that. I not went that. to Cape Bay and had some prawns. It was very really nice. And the fact that you can have a decent meal for £8 is absolutely incredible. Shelley, are you going to move out to Cape Town? You're sounding like you're, you're, you're tempted. I think I might. I think I might. nice being on set because you're basically I, I figured it out today and I told the makeup artist as she was putting some more fondant on my face I said listen the lovely thing about being on set is you are basically a child people spray cream on you people take you to the toilet people give you food people keep you hydrated people then put you in a car people take you out of the car you don't have to think about oh, anything so lovely. apart that was, from the job in hand that was not the case on my documentary I had no hair no makeup no costume 
Um, I did have a lovely driver, but only because I sort of um, sort of made eyes with him and spoke spoke our mother tongue together. But um, I'm actually my documentary, not to make this about me, um, is going to be. Did really, you I've not got a release have anyone date. do your face? No one fixed no, your no, face. No, they said we don't have that. But this is the BBC. We don't have the budget on documentaries for that. And it's the first thing when I spoke to the exec producer. You know, she was sort of wanting to discuss content, and I just said, "Hair and makeup. Do I look okay?" What's my costume doing? No, I'm I'm terrified about so many things about that. Yeah, because at least rightly you can rely so. on look, yeah, you can rely on looking good. Imagine doing your own and also in the just in the Middle Eastern heats as well. Everything melting. Busy. Yeah, absolutely. And high emotions and no script. So unscripted, no hair, no makeup, no costume. Honestly, and I'm hoops. Nervous. Hoops under the pits. Massive hoops. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay, release date well, though, mid-March, guys. It's mid-March. I haven't got the exact TX date but it's mid-March and could now be going out on BBC One. Oh, my goodness, yeah, Shirley. Yeah, which, which... This is also... huge. You could have led with this, Shirley. No, but the thing is, if my hair and my makeup and my costume aren't, and the content aren't up to scratch, I'd rather it was this... on BBC Two. No, to be love, it's, it's better this way than, you know, all the gear and no idea. This is the other way around. I told you, we always know this, best nights, 30 knickers. It's the same, same. It's great that you're going to be out there. Just and also, this is going to look real. Go, oh, she's a you know, bless her. That Joanna Carolan. New title now. It's now called the Holy Land. My family and me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gosh, it's controversial. You know, it's a tearjerker before it's even started, Shirley. Oh, I don't know, isn't it? Listen, not to not to draw attention away from you. I didn't mean to do that. I was just thinking no, you're so I'm lucky to have had I'm on doing the I'm applied. shooting an ad. I'm shooting an advert, a 60-second advert. You're this is amazing on so many levels. So do we know any more? You just said mid-March. Mid-March, perhaps, perhaps BBC really One. To, to, yeah, perhaps BBC Depending on your to, boat ride. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna watch it next week and then I'll know more. I'll report back. <laughs> Talking about tears, I actually put on the news when I returned to my hotel room this evening and um, I was saw them outside number 10 and these two women singing the Ukrainian national anthem next to um, Rishi, Dish Rish and his wife. And I found it absolutely heartbreaking because it's a really, really touching national anthem, isn't it? I haven't Have heard, you heard it. No, I oh haven't. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's amazing, really. They were just, they were two women just with a mic, just going for it. It's just beautiful, you know. Well, it's a year on. In commiseration, exactly. And it's just, yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I shed a tear. So I just thought, gosh, so much is happening. That's the thing. I put on the news and all I see is that and um, the fact that you've run out of salad veg in, in the UK. And I think, oh, great. Oh, listen. You've, listen the grim. cucumber, the tomato. People try and disguise it. It's basically Brexit. People are trying to disguise it and say, you know, it's... We haven't got the right weather. No, Brexit, idiots. Um, do you have a winner winner of the week, Shirley? Winner winner. Tell you what, my son is absolutely has got a new obsession, and I don't mind this new obsession, but it's it's so much of an obsession that his teachers have have actually spoken to me about it, and they said it's remarkable. Not the, not the sucking the thumb. No, no, no. They don't seem to care about that. Like I sort of raise it with them, they don't care. Um, no, he's so they're doing. I don't know why they're doing. There may be a reason why they. I, I should read the nursery newsletter, but they're doing flags at the moment, and he's become obsessed with flags. The teacher said he's the only student, if you can call him that. He's only four, um, who sat and coloured in every single flag. Like that's great. It took, him, it took him hours. 
No, so what he does now, he comes home, and this has been going on for, for the week. He comes home and he says, I just want to do the Spanish flag. And then I want to do it again. Now, if you know the Spanish flag, it's quite it's got a coat of arms. It's actually quite complicated. Yeah. There's there's crowns, there's dragons, it's really complicated. And last night he wouldn't go to bed screaming, I want to do the Spanish flag. I go, we've done four of them. I want to do it again. So we do another Spanish flag. This morning, completely dark, everyone's asleep. He walks into my room. He goes, mummy. I go, yes. He goes, can we go downstairs and do the Spanish flag? And I thought, I don't know. Wow. I went into the school again today because they told me already. They said, it's really unusual. He doesn't actually have that attention. was over an hour He he until we had to go out. And he said, you have to stop doing the flags now. He goes, oh, my gosh, he's obsessed. He got obsessed with Bulgaria. And I said, oh, my gosh. And 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 yet, so tonight he was doing Denmark and um, Great Britain because um, my willing partner said, you've got to leave Spain alone now. We've got to move on. Maybe so, yeah, he just likes the colour schemes. What these, these are most of them red and red and white. Because Spanish is red and yellow. Then Mark okay, is no, no. What, he, white he, he and red. It. He kind of likes the the he likes the more intricate. So he won't do he's really bored by Italy and France. Anyway, yeah, so that's his new obsession. I I, I say it's I mean it's not really a winner winner, isn't it? It's just quite curious. It's quite amusing. It's interesting. Yeah, it's Something interesting. To yeah, yeah, I think we need to sit with it. We need to sit with it. Sit with it. Okay, um, but my 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 dead duck, I have a few, far too few to mention. But I've just got this stomach bug that's been going round, and it's really unpleasant. It's really unpleasant. So I've been feeling a bit sorry for myself and can't get any childcare. So I've been with the little one. I'm sure she's given it to me actually. She did have anyway. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so I've been, How is I've the been little down one? and out. Fun, is it? She's uh, yeah. I've been down and out. Um, and we went, and I suppose another dead duck is I went out today because she's um, increased a, a shoe size and I'm still squeezing her into her old... Uh, yeah, you've got to um, stop putting on those little pancakes. I could tell that, yeah, you need to, yeah. yeah. What well, have you got her in now? They're so ugly. So my wooden partner said, no, take them right back. They're cl- they're yeah. all so ugly in this particular shop on Logic Lane. put her in anything? Well, because I wanted to be the right size. I don't want to just, you know, but anyway, so I need to take those back. And I bought her, she said, you'll have a laugh if you hear that. I bought her a pair of cherry red Crocs today because she picked them up. And I go, all right, let's add that, that to the family collection. They are add so Add that ugly. to the family collection. They are so ugly, but she puts them on and she just dances around. She loves them. So she's got cherry oh, red. Oh, that's great. Oh, I can't wait to see her in a cherry red Crocs. Yeah. Get her tiny, name on the back. Tiny. And I'm getting all Greg's one as well. You know, Greg's Crocs are coming Greg's out as well. I'm going to get you. Yeah, get me a pair. Get a pair for you and a pair for your willing partner. And you can put, add that to your Christmas collection. My winner winner is the fact that, oh, I tell you my winner winner. I had, I've had one massage fully blown from head to toe. She came to my room. How much? How much? 18 pounds. Shut I tipped her, so it ended up being about 25. Yeah, she was excellent. Not only that, but I've had my feet massaged twice. So I've had a pedi, a wee pedi, but I've had two foot massages. Now, one came with the pedi. I didn't realise she went for it. I thought, why not? And then the other day, the woman said, would you like reflexology? And I thought, actually, yes. So it's been really nice. You know, I never get a chance to do my feet. No, no, I've told you before and I'll tell you again. I think I've I've got decent feet. People are like, I don't like feet. No, look after your feet and your feet will look after you. I've always enjoyed my feet, but I've neglected them of late. But now they look like a 12-year-old's foot. Look, have a look. Aren't they nice? Oh, pretty in pink. Pretty in pink. So, no, I'm very, very happy to be back, you know, just a bit of self-care. Obviously, by the time I land in Heathrow on whenever it is, Sunday night, I'm, you know, all that go out the window. And I went, I'll have four minutes in the morning to shower. And that's my only alone time I get. And even that, it won't be alone because my kids will be oh, knocking yeah. the door. 
or be on the loo. But my point is it's really important just to have a bit of self-care. So that has definitely been my winner winner. And my dead duck has been the fact that I found it, I struggled when I first arrived in Cape Town for many reasons. I was by myself. The weather wasn't that good. I wasn't really, I was told to not go out on chaperone. I didn't want to annoy my chaperone. I did annoy him a bit, but not too much. And so it wasn't fun. It was actually very lonely for two, three days. So that's the truth. You know, I didn't, I would have liked to have had less time at the beginning. But, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm happy to be returning back to the UK, believe it or not. Oh, Although no, I will miss no, the good course. food and the weather. Of course, it's a long I'm, time. It's enough. It's you a know? long time. A week is yeah. definitely enough. I don't think anyone's saying, to actually, we, we want to stay out there for longer. No, that's just, that's neglect. And that's kind of strange. But it, it um, would but be a nice place to have a second home. But hopefully you'll go out again. You'll get another ad and you'll go out again. It, that, well, a lot no, of it would be a there. nice place to go on holiday is what I was thinking. Yes, with well, the family yeah but you yeah. know I was speaking to my costume girls and I said you know I've got because my dead duck is the fact that I've got to fly back 11 and a half hours although Virgin is pretty decent I have to say premium economy not bad but I was talking to my costume girls and they said to me 11 and a half is nothing we do 22 we've got to go to either Dubai or to London before we do anything if they want to go to Kenya from here they've got to go to Dubai first anyway my point is I see 11 and a half as quite a long flight but over here, it's nothing. It doesn't touch the sides. Ladies and gentlemen, can I just quickly say that when I flew back from Cape Town, I actually didn't have a seat. And so they put me on a jump seat by the bogs. I did that for 11 and a half hours. And I, I got up to go to the bogs myself and someone with deep vein thrombosis sat in my seat. And then I was just standing up for a few hours. And I had a tray of food above my head because when you're in a jump seat, you don't actually get allocated food. So I had to go to the kitchen and beg for some food. This is an 11 and a half hour flight. And then I held my tray above my head whilst the lady massages massaged her ankles. I'm just saying. What year was this? It was four years ago before my son was born. There we are. That was the last time Shirley was in South Africa. Now, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Tune Now. I know it's been a bit of an odd one. Um, hopefully it's brief. It might not be. It might be quite long and quite baggy. But um, yeah, just a flying, just a, just a fleeting, just a fleeting podcast before my last day of filming. And then back on the plane, back on the plane, Jane back home back home into my arms well thank you Shirley thank you Shirley for making thank you when you're on the clock and um, yeah. thank you guys for listening we'll see you we'll next be back week. very soon ciao ciao bye. Bye. bye you've been listening to Mother Funk with Shirley and Shirley otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson produced by Mabel Productions tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts